You're now listening to the podcast for That Others May Live. This is a discussion we hope will bring encouragement and equip you to lead the next generation. This episode is a resource provided by Legacy Now. Let's begin. My name is Derek, and I'm sitting here with Jason Carr, author of That Others May Live. Well, Derek, thanks for hosting this podcast, man. It's crazy to think that we met over 20 years ago. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty significant. Isn't that crazy? So you were in middle school? Yeah. Wow. And then had the opportunity when you moved into high school, you jumped into the ministry I was doing and we had a small group together with you and your friends. Yeah. It was so, amazing. Man, that was a lot of fun. Early mornings at a nasty old Southern restaurant. <laughs> a lot of late nights at your house too. Yes. True story. But man, many years later, it's an honor that we still get to be a part of each other's lives and that you get to be a part of this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. It really is an honor. So here we are sitting here talking about your second book, we're going to unpack a little bit about the book and go piece by piece and section by section. And uh, we're going to start with episode number one. So where did the title for this book come from? It's a great question. Well, a couple of years ago, I was reading a book by this guy named Marcus Luttrell, The Lone Survivor. And he wrote a second book after that called Service, about uh, servicemen and kind of what they go through in battle. And in that, he talked about these people who rescued him when he was wounded behind enemy lines. And these people are called... Uh, pararescuers. And man, the craziest thing, he, he wrote about this banner they have on their wall. And these are people who wake up every day and they put on their uniform and they literally get in a helicopter and they go rescue people who are killed or they're hurt behind enemy lines and they bring them back, they rescue them. And these crazy American heroes just do this every day. That's what they do for a job. And their motto, their quote is, these things we do so that others may live. And I, man, I read that at a time where I was kind of walking through some really hard stuff. And when I read that quote, these things we do that others may live, it's just like, man, that's it. That's why we do relational ministry. That's why we go to ball games. That's why we go to camp. That's why we yeah. deal with funny smells and we deal with crazy questions <laughs> and we deal with, with random parent stuff because we want them to live. And so for me, the quote was just one of those things that really hit me deeply. That's an unbelievable motto for heroes, for sure, for, for the servicemen and women. Yeah. But also, I think it's an incredible quote for those of us engaged in reaching the next generation is that, man, we want them to live. And that's why we do these things. So that others may live is really, to me, it's a deep-seated hope and prayer that that's what we're about. We're about helping people live. That's amazing. What inspired you to write this? Yeah, I... You know, for the last couple of years, I've led a ministry called Legacy Now and spent a lot of time with student pastors across the country. And one of the things I've heard from them a lot is questions about training and how to help their volunteers. And time and time again, as I've gone in and done trainings and just listened to them ask questions, uh, what I heard from them is they really wanted a field guide resource, not a in the clouds theory idea, but something practical that would be helpful for them as they engage with their volunteers. And so... That's really where the heart behind this came from is for me unpacking the last 20 years of working in student ministry and taking that kind of practical in the trenches. Here's what is connecting with people. And here's just from my own experience. Here's things I've learned and mistakes I've made and all the things in between. Uh, I just felt like there was something practical that was needed. And that's why I wrote it. If I'm someone sitting down with this book for the first time, how would I get the most out of it? Yeah, I, you know, a couple of years ago, my pastor Andy said something that really resonated with me. He said, when you hear people talk, it's like barely hammering a nail on a wall. And if you were to hang a picture on it, the picture would just fall off the wall. 
And the way he unpacked the story is he said, if you really want to get something out of a talk, you need to sit around with other people and ask them what they thought about it and ask yourself what you thought about it and talk about it. And when you do that, you really drill that nail in deeply and you can hang something on it when you process it and you make it personal. And so for me, the hope of this book is it's not just something you read through quickly and check off, I read another book, but it's something that you find yourself in the story. You imagine how God wants to use your life. You go through the questions and maybe even you read this with a group of friends and you sit around together after each section and you unpack it and you ask yourself, how is this personal for you? How do you engage in this material? How do you help kind of put this into life? And I think if you do so, you'll really hammer the nail in deeply and be able to put some of this into action. I'm very guilty of the... uh the nail falling off, by the way, every now and again. <laughs> um, what is your challenge this week for the listener? My hope for the listener this week is simple. I, I want you to take a moment and, and just ask yourself two questions. And these two questions have a lot of depth to them, and I hope you really think about them. The first question is this, who helps you live? Like, who is the person maybe on your journey as a follower of Christ that was instrumental in helping you come to Christ or help you grow in your faith? Who are those people for you and and maybe just taking a moment and thinking about them and their influence in your life and really thanking God and being grateful for them, but also realizing the the effect they had in your life. And secondly, I'd love for you just to think about who are you helping live now as a result of that, where you are in your life and leadership. Obviously you're listening to this podcast. You're interested in investing in the next generation. Who are you helping live now? Is that a hope for you? Is that a, is that a present thing? I'd love for you to think about that and maybe wherever you are in that, you can ask God to help you, consider who am I helping because of my life and leadership now? Who am I helping live now? Thank you for listening to That Others May Live live podcast. This resource is powered by Legacy Now. We know leading the next generation can at times be a challenge, and we are here for you. If you'd like to engage further or reach Jason, please visit thatothersmaylive.me.